exactly how much does Sean McVay love the Los Angeles Rams? You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, your team every single day. Of course, Locked on Rams is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure that you uh, click subscribe and make sure that you check us out on YouTube as well, Locked on Rams on YouTube. And once you're subscribing to things, why don't you make it a twofer and do that as well. My name is Travis Rogers. I am the Rams host of their pregame show and postgame show on their flagship, flagship station ESPN 710 right here in Los Angeles. So let's get right to it. Today's show is brought to you by betonline.net. Okay, so how much does Sean McVay love the Rams? How about this much? Enough to officially say no to Amazon. Enough to officially go on the record and say that he's committed fully to the Rams, that he's coming back, that television is not something that he's going to do right now. That is how much he loves the Rams right now. Now, so there were a lot of numbers thrown around. When we started talking about this right before the Super Bowl, it did not seem like something that was likely. It did not seem like something that was going to come up for the Rams uh, and for Sean McVay for at least man, five years, 10 years, 15, 20, who knows. But when all of a sudden you're hearing that he wants to start a family, you're, we know that he's getting married this summer, that he'd want to spend time with his kids, and that he knows that he can't do the job the way that he does it right now and spend the amount of time with the family that he would like to do, that that would be a challenge for him. Okay, so that was the jumping off point. And then they win the Super Bowl, and then we run it back, run it back. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, look, that's what I thought. That guy is going to be the sort of guy that is saying, there's no way that I'm not going to coach a football team. That 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 sort of passion, that sort of intensity, that sort of unbelievable um, drive to win, to succeed, to problem solve, is not going to present itself in something like television. It's just not. The competitive juice, while there, is not in the same universe as it is as coaching a team. But then we find out that there are players in this that perhaps are, are new and have very deep pockets and might be willing to do some crazy things. In particular, Amazon. So Peter King floats it out afterwards that Sean McVay may get in the Tony Romo range of money. Tony Romo makes about $16 million a year. So you're thinking, okay, well, Sean McVay makes $8.5 million a year. A double doubling of your pay, no matter how much you're already making, is a pretty hard thing to say no to. And then we found out over the weekend that Amazon may have offered Sean McVay a five-year, $100 million contract. Five years, $100 million. $20 million a year. That's player money. That, that's good player money. That's mediocre quarterback money as a head coach. Now, like I mentioned, Sean McVay has two years left on a deal that pays him about $8.5 million. And you know that the Rams are going to extend him as they should, as he has earned as a Super Bowl winning coach. You get an extension, you get a little more time added to your deal, and you certainly get some more money added to your deal. But $20 million? I mean, the highest paid coach in the NFL right now is Bill Belichick at around $13 million a year. But again, he does two jobs. He's the general manager, he's the head coach, and he's Bill Belichick. He's won the Super Bowl six times. So that he's the highest paid guy, 
not a huge surprise, right? That he's able to command a, a salary north of $12 million, not a huge surprise. Sean McVay hit this at exactly the right time. Sean McVay not only is a Super Bowl winning coach, he not only has been the head coach of the Rams for five years, won three division titles, gone to the playoffs four times, two conference championships, and a Super Bowl championship. He also is incredibly telegenic. He also is remarkably articulate. He's incredibly energetic. And the newest guy on the block, Amazon, who's going to have the Thursday night football package coming up for this upcoming season, wanted to make a big splash. Al Michaels is headed that way, right? If Al Michaels is in on this, then you know they're going to need to pair him with somebody extraordinary. Al Michaels is not going to work with just anybody. They're targeting Sean McVay in the number $100 million for five years, $20 million a year gets thrown around. That's when I, that was the first time during this entire process that I thought, oh, this may be real. This may be something that they actually do get done. This may be something that the Rams can't play. I mean, look, as rich as Stan Kroenke is, I don't know if he's Amazon rich, right? That's that's a whole nother level of wealth that maybe even Kroenke, who just built a $5 million stadium, would say, like, I can't do that. Now, the good news is the Rams are going to get close. I don't know if they'll get $20 million close, but they'll get Bill Belichick close. They might make him the highest-paid coach in the league. That you know, I, I think that's probably how it goes. Who makes the most? Okay, let's add 5%, 10% to the top of that, and he's up next. I, I think that would be a fair deal for Sean McVay. I think that's something that would certainly satisfy him, something that would certainly keep his interest, something that would certainly make him feel like he didn't walk away from the opportunity of a lifetime at Amazon. All of that is important. But what's most important to me as you see these things is that Sean McVay made it very clear he's committed to this team because if there was any sort of stuff, if there were any sort of disconnects between himself and, say, Les Snead or Kevin Demoff or the ownership or his players or he felt like he was just going to, you know, burn out, that he had nothing left to give, $100 million waiting on the other side of the street is a pretty good reason to walk away and go do something else. He didn't. He decided that he wanted to stay. He decided that he wanted to stay with this team. We decided that he wants Aaron Donald to run it back. We know Matthew Stafford's getting ready for a new payday. We know that they have the skill players in Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and hopefully Odell Beckham Jr. And these guys are coming back. And he has a full complement of offensive players. That may not that may, may never present itself again. Because think about it. While it's incredibly enticing to try to talk yourself into, hey, I can go over there, I can take their money, I can set myself and my family up for generations to come. Sean McVay, at the end of the day, is a football coach. He's not a television person. He's a football coach. He didn't. He wasn't eight years old calling games. He was eight years old drawing up plays. He's eight years old figuring out how to make his offense go. So this idea that, well, I can come back to coaching, and he could. But do you come back at, at, at what expense? What does it look like? What team do you have? What sort of support do you have? Do you have an Aaron Donald? Do you have a Matthew Stafford? Do you have a compliment of the right guys that know your system, that are fully cranked up, that are ready to go? I don't think so. Now, there's no doubt in my mind he could build it again. That if you took Sean McVay and put him almost anywhere, in a period of time, that team's going to be pretty good. I mean, because the Rams were that team, right? The Rams were the team that did not have a ton of talent, that did not have a ton of, of winning history when he took over. I, I'm, I know the greatest show in turf, late 90s, early 2000s, was very, very good. It's 20 years ago. He comes in and very quickly turns that same group of guys into winners, very quickly takes them to the Super Bowl, very quickly starts winning division titles. I'm not naive. I don't think that there's any question that he could do that somewhere else. The question is, 
why would he want to rebuild it when he's already built it once and it's built up to its highest level? That he that that a hundred million dollars couldn't turn his head, I think is very very significant, incredibly significant. Okay, so we know that the Rams don't care about the NFL draft, but exactly how much don't they care? That's coming up next. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, right? This is the time of the year. We're just about to March where everybody's kind of giving up on all those New Year's resolutions, but you're probably going pretty strong if you stuck with Built Bar, right? Because it's not really a resolution if you actually enjoy eating them. So do yourself a favor. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best Built Bar tasting bars, and they're all pretty darn good. But give the puffs a try. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And like all the Built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. Absolutely fantastic. Low calorie, high protein. Replace all the junk in your drawers with these. They're better. A typical candy bar is loaded with all the bad stuff. Built Bars, nothing but the good stuff. Four grams of, of sugar, four net carbs, 130 calories, and 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut almond, coconut, and the new month flavor this month, white chocolate cookies and cream, all delicious, and they figure out how to make them delicious, and then they get all the good stuff in there. Here's how you go order some for yourself to stay on track. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. One more time, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so what has been Les Snead's motto through his entire run here in Los Angeles, especially of late, especially with the trading of the picks to get uh, Matthew Stafford? F them picks, right? Forget, or something else, those picks along the way. He had the T-shirt during the uh, the championship parade. He's got the coffee mug. LeBron loves it. We know that the, uh, the ethos of the Rams when it comes to the picks is we'll deal with the picks later, not as important to us as finding some great players in the now. Well, they've taken that to the next stop, or the next step, I should say. Um, what they've got going right now is something that I'm really curious to follow. They're not sending Sean McVay or Les Snead to the combine. They're going to scout remotely. They are going to do their work differently than the way that most of the other teams do it. And I, I think this is really fascinating because think about how they've gone about this. They A, the, the greatest currency in the NFL, other than winning for the last who knows how long, has been draft picks. Oh, we got this many draft. We got this many first round draft picks. We got we got three picks in the top fifty. However, people wanted to categorize their 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 arsenal of picks. It was always well, we have these things. This is going to lead us to some success eventually, and maybe it will for some. The Rams say we don't care. Give me Jalen Ramsey. Give me Dante Fowler. Give me Brandon Cooks. Give me Sammy Watkins. Give me uh, Von Miller. Give me Matthew Stafford. The f them picks. Right. Let's just keep it moving. And now they've gone to the next level. They're not going to go to the combine. I want to go back to something else. What did the Rams start that about half the league does right now? The Rams were one of the first teams to basically say to the preseason, we're not doing that. We're, we have to. We legally or we're contractually obligated to put a, a, a team out on the field. We're contractually obligated to open the stadium and sell you hot dogs and Cokes and do what we need to do. But you're not getting any of our players. And not just you're not going to get a lot. You're going to get none of it. They do not use the preseason in anything other than to scout the depth that they've drafted and maybe some free agents and some practice squad guys. You almost never see one of their regulars play in a preseason game. 
and it's worked. And now about half, half, it's not everybody, but about half the league kind of takes a similar approach because it's a copycat league. If something works for one guy, somebody else is going to try to run it back for themselves. And I wonder if the same sort of thing doesn't happen at the combine, that if the Rams are basically saying, we don't need to be there. I don't need to watch guys run around in workout clothes and run around uh, cones and do a 40 and do this shuttle run and do all of the drills that you have to do there. I wonder if other teams will start to take notice. Now, the it's not going anywhere. The Rams are the only team that's kind of eschewed the draft, you know, generally speaking. The Rams are not taking a, a ton of interest in the combine. They've just decided we'll do it remotely. The NFL is going to continue to do it because it's an event, right? I'm talking about it. Other Locked On podcasts are talking about the combine. This guy's going to do that. This guy's going to run. This guy's not going to run. This guy's going to throw. This guy dropped this many passes. It's interesting content, so it's going to stay. But the Rams are doing the thing that's always made the most sense to me when it comes to this kind of stuff, which is um, if I don't know if this guy that I want to pick can play or not by now, what is watching me him? What, what was me watching him lift weights in his underwear going to change? Okay, he did two more bench press reps than I thought he might be capable of, or two less or whatever it is. Shouldn't your scouting have been done prior to this? Shouldn't you know whether or not I'm going to draft this guy based on a lot of factors that have nothing to do with their ability to show up in Indianapolis for three days and run and lift and throw and catch? I mean, there's film in games playing football against other football players trying to prevent them from doing football things. Isn't that far more uh, meaningful? That if I watch a guy, let's just pick a guy, right? If I watch a defensive lineman from LSU, and I've decided that maybe, you know, I'd really like to get that guy into my my program, my organization. Um, I've watched every game he's played for three years at LSU. I watched him go up against a, a laundry list of NFL linemen from Alabama and Texas A&M and Georgia and all the other SEC schools, and he's held his own. And I've watched him play in the national championship game or whatever, a big, big game here or there. But I need to see him one more time in Indianapolis in his underwear running up and down. I, I do. If, if that's what your scouts are telling you, are they doing it right? This is why I think the Rams are in such a good place because they, they have guys that not only have proven they're very good at what they do, that not only have proven that their methods are very effective, but they're willing to do things outside the box because they believe in their own methodology. So much of the NFL is about protecting yourself, protecting your job, making sure that you don't get exposed, making sure that somebody can say, oh, right there, that's the mistake. I told you he doesn't know what he's doing because he didn't do this, that, and the other. He didn't go to the combine. They didn't value the picks. They didn't make sure that they were deep enough at this position. Those are the things that they're trying to prevent so they can hold on to that job for one more season. Sean McVay and Les Snead look at this a little differently. Their whole thing is, I don't need to worry about that because I'm going to go win. No one's going to care that I don't have any first-round picks if we go to the Super Bowl and win it. No one's going to care that we haven't had a first-round pick since Jared Goff back in 2016 if we win games every year. Name the top pick for the Rams last year. You know who it was? It was 2-2 Atwell. How did he do this season? Not much. Right now, you could argue maybe that wasn't a very good pick. If you can't get anything out of a guy and they basically didn't get anything out of him, maybe you could have found somebody else, another offensive lineman, and perhaps – that maybe that's a, a pick that they should have back in a different way. But the end result was successful. The end result is they're zigging or zigging or zoinking or whatever it might be, right? They are independent thinkers. 
they're not the ones falling. Oh, hey, you know what Kyle Shanahan does up in San Francisco? They don't use any of the guys in the preseason. Let's do that. Oh, hey, you know what they do in Pittsburgh? They don't value their draft picks. They go and get proven NFL commodities and go for it season by season. Let's do it like they do. No, no, they are the ones innovating. They are the ones coming up with these ideas. I think it's incredibly impressive how forward-thinking they are. And this is just another example of that. Look, eventually these things are going to come back. Eventually they're going to be thin at a position. Eventually they're going to miss out on a player because they don't have enough draft picks. And eventually you're not going to be able to find your Cooper Cups and your John Johnsons and players like that. Troy Reader, you know, deeper in the draft or as free agents. You're going to need to find some guys and draft some guys that can contribute to your team in a more traditional way. But so far, this has paid enormous dividends. And I love the fact that they keep doubling down on their methodology. I really do. I think that it's incredibly interesting that they are so different than the other 31 teams in this league and, and, and successful. If they were just different and in the middle of the pack or different or even worse than that, bad, then you're just different for different sake. You're just doing it differently so you can say, I, I'm different. No, no, you are different and it does work and the results have been there. That's an extraordinary accomplishment. Okay, so back to Sean McVay's contract for a second. Just how much might he get for the Rams in a new deal, which allegedly is coming soon? And what does that mean for the future of the organization going forward? But first, let's talk about bet online, right? You know the football season is over, which is a drag, but basketball, the playoffs are just around the corner. College hoops, we know that the big event is coming up in just a couple of weeks as well. So for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach might land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just the basketball, right? You've got your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to anything else you might want at BetOnline.net. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. Make sure that you're following the Locked on NFL, Locked on Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's talk about Sean McVay's deal and what may be coming up next. Sean McVay, as I mentioned earlier, has two years and $8.5 million per year left on his deal. Amazon just offered him reportedly... Uh, upwards of a twenty million a year, hundred million over five years. Let 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 they're going to pay him, right? Stan Kroenke is going to find a way to probably not get to twenty, but they'll find a way to get somewhere in the mid-teens, I'm sure. Otherwise, you know, the the possibility of walking away is real because they they've gone to a point. Let's say at eight and a half million, we're talking two and a half times his salary that they're offering at Amazon. So they're going to have to bump him significantly for the Rams. What I think is so exciting about all of this is that he's saying no, right? That he feels that he can get close enough. Because look, at $20 million a year, at some point, the number is so large that it has to turn your head. At some point, you have to think to yourself, we have to go and take this money because I don't know what's coming next. Unless you honestly believe that you have an opportunity to go do something extraordinary again. Think about it. Sean McVay knows this team better than anybody. Sean McVay knows how much juice is left in that orange. He knows how much football Aaron Donald has left, how much Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. because if he's coming back, he thinks that they still got a chance to be good now, 
He thinks that they have a chance to go and run it back. And, and I'm not even talking about defending. We know how difficult that is. Uh, one team in the last 20 years has gone back to back. So that's, that is a really tough putt. But the only way you can do it is to be in the mix. And I think that he knows that they're in the mix right now. He knows that they come back and they've got a bunch of pieces. And we'll talk about this on upcoming issues of Locked on Rams, about their free agent pool, about their draft status, about who they may be able to target in free agency. But he knows with the core group of guys he has right now, they're going to be back in the mix. Otherwise, you take the $20 million, Because think about this. He could take their $100 million. He could go coach, or I should say, go call football games on TV for five years. Come back with $100 million in the bank be 41 years old and have the choice of any game that he wants or any team that he wants to coach. You want to coach the Cowboys? Coach the Cowboys. You want to coach the New York Giants? Go coach the New York Giants, the Packers, the Steelers, whatever it might be. There's nobody that if you make it known, I want to coach that team, that they're not going to find a way to put you into that position. Really, almost without exception, if you want a job, you can go get that job. Look, John, John Gruden just came out of the TV booth and got $10 million a year, and he wasn't a good coach. Think about the John Gruden's career as a head coach is so wildly overrated. He had a, a decent run with the Raiders, decent, not great, a decent run with the Raiders. He hits Tampa at the exact right time with a legendary defense, gets on board perfectly, cashes the ticket, wins the Super Bowl. And then after that, they really don't do much at all. And then he goes, spends 10 years uh, or coaching, or I should say, broadcasting for ESPN on Monday Night Football. He's pretty good at it. And then he comes back and gets $40 million and he doesn't even know what he's doing. You don't think Sean McVay could do that and hit the ground? And by the way, Sean McVay would be 41 in this scenario. We just get Most guys are getting their first head coaching job at 41. That he decided, I'm not going to do this right now. That I'll do this at a different part of my life. That I'll do this when I'm in my 40s or 50s or 60s or whatever it is. Bodes really well for the Rams. Because if there was any inkling, you know what? We got through this and we won and it was good. But we can't do that again. Not like that. We can't make these kind of moves over and over again and keep kicking the can down the road on draft picks and on salary cap and compensation, all these things. Eventually, the, the bill is going to come due. That's not what he's doing. He's like, yeah, let's go again. I think that's very exciting for the Rams. I think that's very exciting for Sean McVay because that amount of money would get most guys to turn their head. But the roster that the Rams have put together, he obviously feels, too, that he can continue to find quality assistant coaches, that he can continue to identify people they're going to come in and help him continue to keep this thing moving forward. They can continue to, to go and find new opportunities for themselves at other parts in the NFL. That that's not something that's making him think, you know what, I cannot lose another coach. I cannot lose another coordinator. I can't keep replacing. Nope, let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Health of the order, health of the organization. And, and what I mean by that is the COO, Kevin Demoff, the general manager and Les Snead, the head coach in Sean McVay, they all seem to be, if not in perfect harmony, I mean, there's always the buzz about Tutu Atwell, who wanted him, who didn't want him, and all those sorts of things. But good enough that you can get things done, like Von Miller, like Odell Beckham Jr., like all these free agent signings, like the trades, like the, the everything that we've talked about for years and years with this group. There hasn't been a whole bunch of, well, ah, these guys aren't this, that, and the other. Okay, maybe, I mean, I'm sure there's some normal ebb and flow of, of a relationship like anything else, but that they're in this thing together the way that they are, and that everybody's coming back and leaving money like that on the table for Sean McVay specifically? Sure. Who wouldn't want to run it back? And, 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 and as a Rams fan, as somebody who covers the team, as somebody who's excited to watch them play, this is great news. Absolutely fantastic news for them to be able to do what they do. All right, thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. 
As for your second listen, why don't you make it locked on NFL Draft? Brian Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It, too, is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Kirk Morrison, my partner on the Rams pregame show, he's going to join us for our next issue of Locked on Rams. Until then, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.